We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marge. The role of arts in our community may be underappreciated. Its impact is felt on many fronts. The arts include the broad spectrum of creative enterprise, but can it do more? Can it be a force in promoting social change? The Regional Arts Commission thinks so and has spent the last year developing a multi-phase community planning initiative to make the arts even more relevant in today's world. Joining me in studio is Felicia Shaw, the Executive Director of the Regional Arts Commission. Nice to have you with us. I'm happy to be here. You say you're a little bleary-eyed. You had a party last night because this was a big reveal, the announcement of what's uh, what's ahead. Yeah, it was a big party. Um, Actually, you said one year. It's been like two years of engagement with the community, trying to find out what they would have for us to do for the next years. And uh, so we had a big blowout at RAC, and a lot of people turned out to help us celebrate. We'll get into some of the details of uh, what you were celebrating. But first, let's talk about the uh, importance of, of the arts culturally and economically in this community. Well, you know, we were formed in 1985. A lot of people don't know by state statute. And um, our funding comes from uh, hotel motel taxes, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And so that money goes right back out the door in the form of grants to dozens and dozens of arts and cultural organizations. And together, they do form a formidable economic impact to the community, over 19,000 jobs and millions of dollars in economic uh, impact. This is lost, I think, on the general public. Uh, We've discussed this before with your, your predecessor. And it generates more money in this community than some of our sports teams do. That's what we. That's what they tell us. And jobs. I mean, we talk about yeah. jobs. You know, when parents say, "Oh, go get a real job," they don't understand that there are real jobs in the arts, and also behind the scenes. And everybody's not on the stage. I mean, people are technicians and lighting designers and graphic designers. Uh, our the arts um, support dozens and dozens of opportunities for people to make uh, a good a good life. And people come downtown to go to a, a presentation of some sort. They, they go eat to in restaurants. restaurants and all the rest of it. And of course, we love them to stay in hotels. So mm-hmm. I always tell people, when you have guests in from out of town, don't let them sleep on your couch. <laughs> make sure they stay in a hotel because it supports the arts. Let's get a little more specific now about, uh, about what you think the, the arts can do and how it can evolve in, in the months and years ahead. Well, that's what we've been focused on. Um, We know that it makes a great impact on the arts. It makes us feel good. But one of the questions we've been asking is, how can the arts play a larger role in making St. Louis a better place to live? We know that when we have public art downtown, for example, it makes it feel safer and more vibrant, and people want to walk around. You know, when it's in our schools, uh, our kids uh, receive a 21st century education that helps them become greater thinkers and more um, empathetic of others, and they can go out and get those great jobs at Google. Mm -hmm. So um, we know that the arts are working um, to make a great impact in our community in in multiple ways. Well, you know it's working, but uh, you did a lot of survey work during this uh, two-year period, too. And what are the kinds of things you found out that might have been a surprise to you? So, yeah, so we we did. We tried to touch as many people as possible, over 3,000 people uh, we engaged over the two years, uh, surveys, individual interviews, 
focus group sessions, interactive exhibitions, every way we could think of to get people to talk to each other and to us about the role of the arts in, in their lives. So here's what we heard most and uh, foremost. Um, people in St. Louis love the arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the arts matter here. Um, and probably more so than in other areas, and they want it to remain free and accessible to them, but they want more of it. The other thing we heard is that arts education has been missing in our schools for a long time. They want it back. They want it back for their kids because they know what it does in terms of making them whole people. Still teaching the test, right, and giving up some of these other things. And they want more of that. Uh, The other thing is we have an incredible individual artist community here because St. Louis is, is affordable. Um, we have you know, artists living, uh, leaving places like New York and Chicago to come here because you can actually make a living and, and own a home. And so we saw this happen last weekend when Lufest was canceled, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the community came out in droves to support uh, artists to make sure that they were kept whole. So I heard a lot from people saying, hey, you know, we have this wonderful treasure of all of these talented artists here. What can we do to get them really connected to our community and really giving back? And so we heard a lot about that as well. Do, do you know what you can do? Well, you know, one of the things we're already doing is looking at ways to help them stay here. Um, one of the new initiatives we have is with the Kranzberg Foundation and Incarnate Word Foundation down in Gravar Park. So we are um, transforming some blighted homes into um, live workspace for um, uh, uh, low-income artists so that they can live there and, and, and not be moved. You know, every time the rent increases, they have to go someplace else. So this is one of the things we can do is provide more affordable housing for them to stay here. Well, how can you do that? How can RAC, the Regional Arts Commission, do that? Only through partnerships, because most of our money really comes in the door and goes out the door in the form of grants. And one of the things we don't want to do is diminish that impact. A lot of organizations depend on that unrestricted general operating support uh, to do the work that they do on a daily basis. And so the way that we can do it better is by leveraging, partnering with other organizations, meeting other organizations, social service agencies where they are and saying, what can we do together to, to stretch the money and make it go further? Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that you, you know, you've learned all these things. Yes. And now you have to have a battle plan to, uh, to accomplish them, just as you've suggested here. So, so what's ahead? How, how, again, do you do this and how do you marshal these resources? Well, that's the, the big question. Um, in the report that we released uh, yesterday, there were six priorities, and these were the priorities that the people of St. Louis said hey, Rack, we want you to get out in front of and, and lead on these issues. Now we have to unpack them and figure out now what are the implications of those priorities on our organization and on our, on our community. Um, you know, where can we make a difference? Because we're only one organization. Our budget is <clears throat> barely $7 million a year, and most of that, as I said before, is in grants. How can we lead and encourage others to say, hey, if we, we're talking about arts education, should maybe we all be rowing in the same direction and come up with a big initiative where we can work with our uh, public schools and our private schools and after-school organizations all around arts education. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't that be fabulous mm-hmm. if we're all rowing in the same direction for a change? That's, that's unique for St. Louis, isn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, it would be, certainly. Uh, again, I have to ask how you do that. I mean, you, you're talking about a lot of different entities and getting a lot of people together mm-hmm. to come up with a, a common objective. Well, again, this is a new initiative, and it is new for us to, to ask our community to come together. 
uh, we're going to start working with different organizations and drilling down on what arts and means. What does it mean to have arts and health and arts in the economy and in an arts and transportation? And then start some task force and looking at different ways that we can strategically work on a few issues, not everything, but a few issues that we can actually actually move the needle on. Right. And, of course, the specifics are, are, are not here yet because we just released the plan, but we have more, more work to do. Do you think that somewhere down the road uh, you might be looking for a tax increase, for instance, to realize some of these uh, ideas? You know what I think? Um, St. Louis is it's really quite unusual and blessed. It's unique. Uh, many cities uh, find that St. Louis is the envy because in 1985, um, the taxpayers did something really incredible. Um, they voted on this mandate that a, that a portion of our hotel motel taxes would be set aside for this purpose. Uh, other cities were not that forward thinking. What I find that needs to be done is leveraging what we have better. Um, I don't think it's time for us to look for a tax increase because I don't think we've done enough with what we have. I think we need to be smarter and more strategic with the money that we have and leveraging it, uh, working with organizations like the Kranzbergs and Incarnate Word and and other foundations and and figuring out what we can do together. How does it work with regard to your making decisions on grants? I mean, as an organization, are we talking about uh, theater groups coming to you? Oh. or you, you, you explain it to me. Well, it'll take uh, more than uh, the time we have on this show because— well, just it, speak a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> it is complicated, but we, we have actually four different uh, funding programs. Um, we have one that gives unrestricted general operating support to about, 47, about 42 organizations. We have another one that provides funding t- for projects to arts organizations and non-arts groups like— the Boys and Girls Clubs or different groups like that. And then we also have a program that uh, supports individual artists, uh, one fellowships and one for uh, project support. Um, We use um, a panel, a citizen panel uh, of people who are experienced in the arts, and they adjudicate those applications. Um, Staff does not do that. We ready them. We train them. Uh, We make sure that they understand the criteria and the guidelines. And then they review those applications, and through a formula that has a logarithm, uh-huh. uh, we actually run all the numbers through, and the money is divided up in that way. So it, it is very formulaic. It's uh, as objective as we can get it, and we rely on the expertise of our, our citizen panels. So you've got 42 different organizations essentially splitting $7 million. Is that basically the way it works? Absolutely not. We have um, most of our money is divided among those four programs. Um, One program has about 42 applicants. Another one has 150. Uh So we give out 200 grants, um, over 200 grants every year divided over those four programs. And that's about I don't know, $4.8 million. We also have a building. We have other programs. People think of us as only a grant-making organization, but we actually have other programs as well, and a building uh, in, in Del Mar Loop, right across the street from the pageant. So I would come to you if I were a small theater group, for instance, for instance, and just say this is what we'd like to do and go through an application process. You would fill out an application process, and it's coming right up in, in November. Uh, first, you do a, a letter of intent and tell us um, basically who you are and what you're about, and we make sure you qualify to even receive the money in the first place, mm-hmm. and then you'd fill out an application, and then that application would be reviewed by that panel. Mm-hmm. 
And then we would apply the formula, and you'd get a rating, okay. and on and on and on. Let's come back to some of the objectives that you have now following mm-hmm. these uh, this two years of uh, study and research. Mm-hmm. Um, among the things that I know you want to do is kind of lift the area's social consciousness yes. through the arts. Yes. How in the world would that work? Well, you know, we already do that. We have a program called the Community Arts Training Institute, which has been around for more than 20 years. Um, It received a national award this year, as a matter of fact, because it's so effective and it's been a model for um, uh, organizations across the country. Um, One of the things we want to do is look at some of the programs that are already happening that I was telling you about Mm -hmm. that we already fund and say, hey, uh, prison performing arts, um, you're already in the prisons right now making a difference uh, with the the inmates uh, there and, Mm -hmm. and helping them do things like you know, Shakespeare and hip hop and giving them some uh, different ways of looking at the world. I think our first step needs to look at what we're already doing and what's really good and saying, hey, that's a model. Let's invest more in those organizations because they are really hitting the mark. What, what is really working? Well, I think what's really working are organizations that are deeply embedded in communities. Um, they are less uh, siloed. Um, they understand the significance of uh, community development corporations and uh, parks and rec centers. And so what they're trying to do is, first of all, do great art. It's important that mm-hmm. we always uh, ensure that the art that, that the people of St. Louis receives is high quality. And then they're saying, where are people? Uh, people don't necessarily uh, get suited up and go to the theater anymore and get dressed mm-hmm. up. They're in the neighborhoods. And so those programs that we think are most effective are those that recognize the need to meet people where they are. Uh, that's why festivals are so uh, popular today, and uh, uh, you'll find that uh, street fairs and things like Lufest, when they do work, are tremendous opportunities for people to get together. Just like there are some food deserts in certain communities, yes. I imagine there are art deserts as well. There are, and we're trying to figure out um, why that is. Um, we recognize that the same way that in some communities you don't have uh, supermarkets or other amenities, you may not have a local theater company or uh, an art gallery uh, for your community, and you have to get in your car and go someplace else. Um, We would like to incentivize um, a lot of our arts organizations that we currently fund to figure out ways to create more satellites and and uh, take the programming uh, from those centers out into the neighborhoods. And some of them are already do that really well. Uh, like the Shakespeare in the Park is a great example of mm-hmm. an organization that's figured out how to be in Forest Park and how to be in a, in a neighborhood as well. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to a funding issue here because it's been brought to my attention that some of our reporting here at St. Louis Public Radio uh, has been critical of the funding process. Uh, one criticism was that RAC was placing too much emphasis on evaluating companies rather than simply supporting them. I find that interesting. I I don't really know um, why any um, credible arts organization would not want to be evaluated on the the quality of their art. Uh, That's what they're most proud of, and that's what they do the best. And one of the things that we encourage artists, arts organizations to do when they apply is tell your story. Um, Hey, I don't... I'm really not a great dancer, and I don't play the violin, so you need to tell me what makes you a great 
you know, a mm. orchestra? What makes you a great dance company? And there are, you know, I, I would assume systems in your own field uh, that qualify you um, more so than just uh, ticket purchases. Maybe there are awards or um, uh, or other things that your community says uh, that makes you good. Tell us what that is. And I think what has happened over the years is that um, some of the organizations aren't as good at telling their story anymore mm-hmm. because they assume that you should know. Well, mm-hmm. hey, I've been here for 30 or 40 years. You should know who I am. When, in fact, uh, that panel that I was telling you about, they come and they say, hey, uh, I know a little bit, but I don't know everything because St. Louis actually has so much going on. Uh, let me see what's in your application. Mm-hmm. And then once they read the application, um, sometimes the, you know the groups phone it in and they don't do a great job. So, so what we're trying to do is provide that technical assistance. There's a lot of competition for what money is available, so it has to be evaluated on some basis. On some basis. Yeah. Um, so we look at three things. Um, we look at the artistic quality, and that's where we ask the groups to tell, tell your story, tell us why you're good. Um, we also look at the community benefit, and that's important because we're a publicly funded agency. Uh, we owe it to the people of St. Louis uh, to be able to explain to them why this group got money over that group. What are they doing for you? How are they making your life better? So we ask the groups, tell us that story. And then the, and then the last thing we, we really look at is the um, uh, organizational capacity. You know, how well is your uh, company managed? Are you paying your bills? Are you paying your artists? Um, and and that matters because we don't want to be responsible for giving money to an organization that's going to go out of business tomorrow. It's an, an exciting time ahead for you. I can I can see just looking at you. Uh, you can see it? the light in your eyes <laughs> that you're very excited about what yes. lies ahead. I am excited. You know, I've, I've only been here uh, in this position for three years. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm from St. Louis and left right after college and um, lived in San Diego for 35 years and then came back in 2015 and took over. And it's been delightful being well, back. Welcome home. We want to thank you, Felicia Shaw, for being with us. Thank you. And telling us so, some of the things that lie ahead in the, in the world of the arts. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And this is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.